This is Marketing Jam, a show featuring the brightest minds in marketing. Brought to you by Canada Post. Head to canadapost.ca forward slash insight podcast for ideas to add value to your marketing. Uh, welcome to the next episode of Marketing Jam. I'm really excited because we have Courtney Lawrence, who has a really long job title uh, from Lululemon, which is exciting. And it's great because Lululemon was born and uh, birthed here in my backyard here in Vancouver, BC. Uh, but previous to that, not many people know this, but the creator of it had a brand called West Beach, which was awesome. And all through my junior high and high school years, I wore West Beach mm-hmm. clothes. And then, of course, uh, he went on to create some little yoga clothing thing that I guess is around the world now. Some little, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I knew that, actually. West Beach, yeah, West Beach there clothing. It was it was like mm-hmm. uh, three surfers all lined up, and it was like right. the cool, if you had a, you know, it was the cool sweatshirt yeah. to wear. He always... Um, Chip, I, I explained like he always feels like he's got a pulse on what's coming next. Yes. Like it's like yes. almost the gift of the prophetic. He can see what's coming yes. down the pipes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and he's immersed in the culture, so yeah. which no. is what I, I can speak to. Yeah. <laughs> and and speaking about you, how did you end up where you are today? What's your what's your origin story? Mm-hmm. What is my origin? I have always been interested in human behavior, human culture, and why people do things that they do. And your full job title, just so people know. My full job title is uh, Strategic Insights and Foresight at Lululemon. Wow, so that is I, a cool job title. It is a very cool job title. It requires a bit of explaining, yeah. um, but essentially I oversee the enterprise-wide insights uh, and foresight for the business. Mm-hmm. So um, supporting in how we can achieve our, our company goals through understanding our customer, the market, and culture. Okay. And what would you, for the difference between foresight and insight, how would you describe those from what you do? Insight is essentially what are people doing today? Yep. What are the needs mm-hmm. right now? And how can we look at behavior and culture from a, from a, a lens of what's going on in the world right now? Mm-hmm. Foresight is what, what projections can we make? Mm-hmm. What scenarios are possible in mm-hmm. the future? Mm-hmm. Um, and so bringing those together, we can kind of extrapolate what we think is going to happen by understanding today and these fringe signals of what could happen five, ten years from now. Wow, that's really cool. So you basically, you have one finger on the pulse and the other hand on a um, glass ball that tells you the future. That's right. Is that that (laughs) kind of your job? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So an example would be, you know, if we're just broadly speaking, talking about mental health, Um, today, what do we know about how people are coping mm-hmm. or what are the ways that they're finding um, ways to deal with uh, cognitive mm-hmm. um, training, mm-hmm. etc. And then in 10 years time, why do we think, A, that that is going to be extremely important mm-hmm. based on different forces mm-hmm. that are happening um, politically, culturally, mm-hmm. economically. And with technology and the, way, the, the rapid rate of change, mm-hmm. what is mental health going to look like? In that time, so how do we then create a plan to, to get there and, and continue to be relevant? And that's amazing, and, and they give you the the ability to do that working at a clothing brand, which is what Lululemon mm-hmm. primarily is, and mm-hmm. you'll sell accessories and other stuff. But mm-hmm. being there, you're able to actually have an impact on everyday life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I would say you know we are so well known for our product, our apparel, and mm-hmm. uh, we do stand for a much more holistic. Mm-hmm lifestyle mm-hmm. and experience and anyone who goes to our stores knows mm-hmm. that we try and create like a real sense of community yeah. and um, offer things beyond you know just 
just the amazing product that we have. Yeah. So, so from a brief mental health kind of look, yeah. I had a shirt, a, yes. a workout shirt from Lululemon, long sleeve, kind of dark green, gray, brownish type of shirt. And I still have it actually. I still wear it. It's, it's great. And when I flip up the bottom of my shirt, there is yeah. actually like positive encouragement along the bottom of the shirt. Right. Is that yeah. part of the intention yeah. to like encourage people, help them with mental health while they wear clothes that can speak to them? Yeah. You know, I don't know if that was direct intentionally related yeah. to mental health okay. per se, but it's, uh, I think we call them sort of these love notes. Yeah. Um, sort of features of surprise and delight. Okay. So some people notice them, some people don't, yeah. but it's a, it's a nice little feature of that. Um, adds a bit of character to the clothing. And how did you end up in the, in the role you're in now? Because that's such a wild job you have, like to, to have, you know, you're yeah. both a doctor and you're, a, you know, you're a, a genius. You're someone who's having to see the future, right? <laughs> a, a visionary. Yeah, well, I, um, as I was saying, so I've always been interested in human behavior, mm -hmm. human culture. Mm -hmm. um, personally speaking, I grew up with a sister with special needs. Yeah, okay. So I was very interested in, in health, the healthcare system, mm -hmm. Um, psychology, yeah. why people do things the way they do things. Uh, at the same time, I love traveling. Mm. So then when I was in university, I realized that there was this field called anthropology mm. that studied human culture, behavior, rituals, yeah. like just how people work together. So I studied anthropology. I did a master's in visual anthropology, yeah. which is about material visual environment. And Which then Dan Brown, what's his character name from? Uh, oh, from um, Angels and Demons. Angels and Demons. Is that his? That, that's not what he does. I right? don't think. No, I think he's more archaeologist. Symbol and a symbolist. Yeah, okay, but there's lots of different fields. There's like forensic yeah. or anthropology, archaeology. Okay. Um, so then I found, you know, at the time that I was doing that, design thinking was really taking off. Um, applied anthropology mm -hmm. was becoming a thing where businesses and and organizations were hiring social science researchers to help them better understand their customers, yeah. or their clients, or or the markets that they were um, that they were in. So, uh, after university, I, I started working in Toronto. Um, I got hooked up with the innovation kind of industry there. Worked for a couple of different firms, uh, innovation consulting, design, etc., and uh, led a lot of insights projects. So helping clients across many, many different mm -hmm. industries understand, you know, why their consumers mm -hmm. were not gravitating mm -hmm. towards a campaign, mm -hmm. or you know how we could redesign a, a certain product experience. So uh, I did that, and then one of my last clients was Lululemon, mm -hmm. uh, and. I guess the rest is history. I was in, I was offered a position to start first in the white space innovation team at Lululemon. Um, so I was there. I've been there for the last almost three years, and then recently transitioned to um, the more strategy side of things. That's really cool. Yeah. And for those that are, are listening and watching, Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book called The Tipping Point, and I think a lot of people have, mm -hmm. have read that. Mm -hmm. Would you call that that's a good kind of dipping your toe into the work that you do when he kind of kind of analyzes the humanity and how they interact with brands and how brands go viral or would that be almost a different kind of science to what you do? Uh, I would say that's not the science that I or the social science yeah. of anthropology necessarily yeah. but it is there there's so many connected fields yeah. these days. It's more humanities would you say what he does? Or more? Well um, there's there's like the fields of behavioral economics for yeah. example okay. um, you know predictably irrational or but a lot of those books that talk about why people make the decisions mm -hmm. that they make. Yeah. Um, I think another really blossoming field is the field of neuroscience and yeah. neuromarketing. Yeah. Um, and so they all kind of work together. Mm -hmm. 
anthropology at, at, at its core is really about understanding context. Okay. So when you have a product or a service and you're putting it in the hands of a consumer, you're not distilling or isolating that one interaction from the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I had heard this example recently where um, a yogurt brand mm -hmm. was trying to launch their yogurt in Japan. Mm -hmm. And they asked a few typical marketing questions of, you know, do you, do you uh, eat, consume dairy mm -hmm. in Japan? Do you have yogurt? And uh, this is the very quick version of mm -hmm. the story. Um, and so they launched uh, essentially the same product that they had in, mm -hmm. in North America and it flopped mm -hmm. completely. And it flopped because while the culture was one where they actually ate dairy, mm -hmm. they didn't take into, con into, they didn't realize the context through which people were eating dairy. So mm -hmm. it was actually on their commute. Mm -hmm. uh, they wouldn't sit down. They yeah. would, they eat with chopsticks. They don't eat with spoons. Mm -hmm. So they often had dairy in more liquid form Tooth. through straws. Yeah. Or, or, so, or they, yeah. yeah, so they'd be drinking it on the yeah. go. And, the, you know, so the whole ritual, ritual mm -hmm. around eating and mm -hmm. food was different. Mm -hmm. So anthropology is really trying to understand the environment, the mm -hmm. culture and the context yeah. uh -huh. more so than just um, how is someone going to interact with this service product or experience. Because you could be a Vancouver, Winnipeg or Toronto based product that does really well and you kind That's of right. blow up regionally. That's right. But yeah. Winnipeg, no one really realized, like, but Winnipeg has really long winters, mm -hmm. right? And, and just that your, uh, you know, certain shoes wouldn't work there in the winter. You yeah. know, you know the, the summers are different and you know every city is different. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, I, when I was in consulting, I did a project for um, a big CPG mm -hmm. beauty company mm -hmm. um, and they had launched a campaign in Quebec. Mm -hmm. And again, the campaign had flopped. It had done really well in Eastern mm -hmm. and the rest of Canada. Mm -hmm. And they didn't know why. So instead of just asking, you know, what do you like or not like about this campaign? What's resonating? We did a more ethnographic mm -hmm. cultural study and understood that the mentality of this particular segment was that um, based on history mm -hmm. of the church mm -hmm. being extremely um, mm -hmm. materialistic, mm -hmm. there was a negative perception of being too ostentatious. Yeah. So the ad, which was kind of Hollywood glam, yeah. Yeah. just did not resonate whatsoever yeah. because yeah. of that historical, deep cultural, deep-seated um, resentment yeah. towards the church. Yeah. So. You know, it's. I think there's so much richness in being mm. able to study consumer, and yeah. I don't even. I tend to try. I try not to even use the word consumer yeah, because course. it's people. It's yeah. humans yeah. who live in a context and make decisions yeah. about how they're going to interact with brands. Yeah. But you have to understand the the history, the um, environment, the political forces, the right. social forces, all of that. Wow, that's incredible. Because I, I we had another guest on the show, David mm -hmm. Allison, wrote a book called Value Graphics, where he was arguing mm -hmm. that. It's not about their millennial or their age because he says so many companies get stuck that way because right. a millennial in Vancouver is going to be different than a millennial in Cape Town. That's right. And and his argument is it's about the values they have, but what you're saying is not just their values, it's how, what shows they got brought up with, the culture they it's, live in. It's all the conditioning around yeah. it and um, and the values are a consequence of that and, and a piece often of and yeah. a piece of that so I agree it's it's very much it's less about the demographics mm -hmm. and more about the psychographics the mm -hmm. culture the um, you know what what cult, like the overarching values of, of a community or a um, a group that has a set of practices and rituals mm -hmm. together so when you see a workshop or a webinar or conference that's like how to reach millennials yes uh, do you kind of throw, eye roll do you throw up a bit in your <laughs> mouth or you just eye roll and you're like I, 
Well, I think there's there's definitely value and importance. Mm-hmm. And there are kind I believe these sort of sweeping statements that can be applied to a generation mm-hmm. because that the generation regardless of which market mm-hmm. may have faced these universal mm-hmm. uh, forces like um, you know a, a huge recession or uh, a war or something that could could influence um, so there is there's definitely you know value in yeah. looking at those demographics I just say like let's slice it down into what's the particular um, particular subgroup that we're looking at yeah, and for whatever brand you work for or whatever yeah. brands you're representing, and it, the way you can apply this is, hey, think more deeply, think more holistically, right. start to break out, kind of almost unpack the onion to yeah. who the people are that you're trying to reach right. with your product, right. your brand, your message. Right, exactly. A 24-year-old growing up downtown Mexico City yeah. uh, in a working family is very different from a 24-year-old brought up in, I don't know, Regina. Yeah. Uh, on a farm yeah. like so yeah you have to really understand the the surroundings yeah. of, of your target yeah. and in turn you can not only then help these people better communicate to them better but then you know the side benefit of you can sell things to them better mm-hmm. right? market to them better yeah you can you can understand what they're looking for you can understand their needs mm-hmm. um, in, a, in a deeper way um, and and create a sense of like authenticity yeah. Um, like you actually understand them and you ultimately are trying to serve whatever needs that, that they have. Yeah. And so people that want to go deeper into this and, and learn mm-hmm. more, is there any like websites or podcasts or books that you recommend? Mm. There's a lot of books these days around uh, applied anthropology, mm-hmm. consumer anthropology, mm-hmm. um, ethnography and mm-hmm. business. Um, I actually have... I have a link that I just got the other day. It has like the 10 books to read, okay. um, which I can maybe share yeah, afterwards. We'll put it in the, the notes. Yeah, you can put it show. in the notes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a bunch of books. I actually, you know, I, I don't really read that many books yeah. as much as I am constantly just reading um, articles yeah. and Reddit. news. Actually, I don't do Reddit, but, <laughs> um, but there's a lot of, like, even just the New York Times yeah. or. Um, the Economist. The Economist, like there's there's great pieces out there, um, even just on social media, yeah. like seeing what's being posted. Yeah. That's all in, indicative of yeah. the culture and what's so you're what's coming. So I'm listening, and then in, obviously for Lululemon in the health and wellness space, yeah. on all the different blogs, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'd say it's like just finger on the pulse of what's bubbling up, um, and trying to identify when there's starting to become patterns of yeah. of um, noise or, or signals. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe what are some trends that you're seeing, whether it's um, people accepting this role in the brand and accepting mm-hmm. this sort of research, or maybe trends that you're seeing that are coming down that more brands are actually implementing what you've been learning? Mm. I wouldn't say it's a, a trend because yeah. I think it's been growing for yeah. ever since I've been in consulting, awesome. but um, just you know, human-centered design, mm-hmm. human-centered marketing, mm-hmm. um, design thinking. Yeah all of the practices that really put the human hmm. first. And that's really what I stand for is like, if you really want to understand and know how they feel hmm. and how they think, but also how they feel, hmm. then you can't just do that in a focus group or a usability lab yeah. or a survey. A survey. Yeah, you have to spend time with people. Just like we're sitting down yeah. and talking right now, yeah. like it's a conversation. Yeah. And so I see more and more brands investing in hmm. that type of insight work internally. Mm-hmm building out teams that yeah. do that, hiring ethnographers yeah. or anthropologists, yeah. 
Um, so that is definitely taking, that has definitely been growing. And cool. now I'm seeing much more in the last few years um, the implementation of neuroscience, yeah. cognitive sciences, yeah. uh, behavioral science, behavioral yeah. economics, just to, to round that out. Are you a Android or iPhone user? I'm an iPhone user. Okay, and so someone in yes. your role, what are the apps yes. that you're like on the daily, like you're going in there and you're kind of like consuming or maybe you're, you're putting content into? Hmm, for my work? Or both. Or just in general. Both, yeah. Uh, I definitely say Instagram. Okay, yeah. yeah. Is mostly what I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, looking at Apple News a little bit. Yeah. That's kind of a neat app. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It just kind of yeah. puts the highlights up there. Um, beyond that, it's... Yeah, I mean, LinkedIn is another place where I, I get interesting articles. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, there's certain databases mm -hmm. and things that I'm yeah. looking at more for my work yeah. um, than apps specifically. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, and as far as someone who wants to get into the role you're doing now, someone's maybe a student or they're, they're mm -hmm. in a position, they want to shift into what you're doing, what are some recommendations you can give them? Mm. Be curious, yeah. first recommendation. Um, I don't want to say there's a path to to where I am right now. I would just say be curious about human mm -hmm. behavior, motivations, and in whatever way you can learn about that, whether it's taking a course mm -hmm. in human-centered research, mm -hmm. anthropology, design thinking, um, and really questioning, you know, in marketing, questioning the methods and the ways we go about trying to understand a quote consumer, mm -hmm. um, and you know, thinking about putting them as people and humans first. Mm -hmm. uh, and the other thing I would say is just getting curious, like in casual conversation and talking to people. Like mm -hmm. I don't have to go and and you know create a research project mm -hmm. to be gathering information. Mm -hmm. I'm gathering information all the time right when I go work right out. Now. When right I now. Yeah, so um, it's that curiosity, constant curiosity about what's happening in the world. And, and yeah, I mean, I'd say even for my role, you know, while I'm reading these articles and, and sites, um, we have like trend sites that we belong to, et cetera. I'm also learning from different people around me. I, I've been studying sort of indigenous studies mm -hmm. um, with two teachers for a while. Mm -hmm. So that keeps me, um, you know, culturally aware. Mm -hmm. Um, watching the news, like mm -hmm. other ways, just engaging in community is a way to, yeah. Do you think curiosity, like someone who is innately curious, do you think that can be nurtured? Is that like a, a you know, are they born with it or is it something they can like make happen in their life? Mm -hmm. It's funny because one of the first um, firms that I worked at was called Curiosity Inc. Cool. That's awesome. <laughs> and my, uh, my boss manager at the mm -hmm. time, who's a good friend and mm -hmm. she, is is upset like her mm -hmm. thing is curiosity mm -hmm. and i remember doing some research on curiosity and mm -hmm. and seeing like is it nature nurture mm -hmm. i absolutely think it can be nurtured mm -hmm. i think i was actually speaking last night i did a i've been doing toastmasters nice uh, which is really really yeah. fun and last night i did a talk on imagination yeah. as as medicine as wow. healing so cool. and i gave this story i was on a plane on the weekend mm -hmm. where i was on my laptop for a few hours doing work in the plane and then I looked in front of me and there was a little boy sitting in the seat in front of me and he was looking out the window he's probably seven years old mm -hmm. looking out the window I can't even he was like so in awe mm -hmm. of what he, he's like clouds water so cool. ma 
mountains. And I, I just, I was like, closed my laptop right yeah. away, looked out the window yeah. and was like, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, I'm, I take for granted, I'm in a plane all the time. I yeah. take it for granted. Yeah. And so just reminding myself and remembering that you can be curious about anything. Yeah. So maybe, There's maybe not, be like a child. Yeah. Be that childlike wonder, yeah. curiosity. Yeah. See, I mean, you have to do, I have to, or one as a researcher has to be curious every time because mm. I can be studying yoga. Yeah. Uh, I've been, you know, for, I, I've taught yoga. I know all about yoga, but each time I study it, I need to come with like a beginner yep. mindset that I'm not the expert. There's something I'm going to learn. Yeah. Any topic, if you're working in a CPG company, yeah. if you're working in automotive and you know that industry yeah. really well, yeah. there's always room to learn more if you're curious. So maybe bring a kid to work day. Bring a kid to work and see what questions they ask. That's a cool idea. Like, like you know, like, I'm like, if you, just to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not a, I'm not a parent, but, um, mm. Whenever I see kids, I'm yeah. like, you're asking really smart questions because yeah. <laughs> you're asking, in some cases, it's like the obvious question, yeah. but the obvious question doesn't always give the yeah. obvious answer. Yeah. And I often, I'll, I'll even sometimes on the opposite end, I'll bring someone who's like 65 plus right. into our world and they ask, also ask really good questions because yeah. some of yeah. the stuff we're doing is new. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, I, when I talk to my mom about some of the things yeah. I'm doing and and then I have to roll my eyes because she doesn't understand or is questioning. But then I realize like it's really great because yeah. I have to really explain or understand the, the questions that she's having, where she's coming from. Yeah. So, so I, I've shared this before, but on the show, but the, the term genius, like we see genius bars at Apple and, and, and right. we know some geniuses and, and previous geniuses. Yeah. Uh, the term comes from, the origin of the term comes from, uh, you know, from the genie. It's people who could hear from the genie, which again, Aladdin just, you know, has movies come out and the genie that comes out, you know, it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a figure, right? Like a kind of a spiritual figure. Yeah. And so they found people who could hear from the genie were geniuses. So we've now made it out to be people who are just really, really smart and can fix your Apple computer. But I'm okay. curious in your line of work, how many often do you ever meet a genie, like from the genie type of person who could just see something, hear something and just go for it? Because I've seen this with some brands yeah. before. Yeah. Whereas some people who are just like really just smart and they've done their research and they just clinically know that that's the right product to take to market. Cause I yeah. feel like both can be right yes. and I've seen both be really successful, but I'm just curious yeah. how often do you see those two worlds or, or have those worlds collided? I love that. I didn't know that that was the etymology or the mm -hmm. origin of the word. Yeah. So now when you go to Apple, you can oh, be yeah. like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, Oh, are you what? listening to a genie <laughs> yeah. right now? But no, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's very interesting because my take on that is this genie or this mm -hmm. spiritual figure mm -hmm. of force is really, uh, I mean, I consider I am a, a spiritual person. Mm -hmm. I believe like I can get dreams or visions mm -hmm. that I l actually listen mm -hmm. to. Um, and it's really, in some ways it's, uh, you know, it can be your intuition or people can feel things, mm -hmm. see things mm -hmm. and, and it's the people who act on them, I think, yeah. that, that we would call the geniuses. So I know there's a handful of people at Lululemon who others would say are like sort of visionary yeah. because they are seeing or sensing things. Visions. They're, yeah, yeah, visions or, or there's like an element of creativity mm -hmm. and not boxing it into mm -hmm. uh, what has been taught or mm -hmm. rationally what mm -hmm. makes sense. but. Mm -hmm yes, in 10 years or yes, in five years, this is what we should be doing, mm -hmm. even though there's no kind of immediate rationale mm -hmm. behind that. Um, 
But yeah, so I, I mean, I would say there definitely are people like that. And the thing is, they have the courage to listen to those yeah. messages rather than having to feel like they need to defend it or put it aside, discount. Because um, we've also probably met people who, have, who are visionaries and geniuses. Yeah. And, and, but I, and I've heard them say, oh, I thought of that idea five years ago. I right. thought of that last year. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. like a, a moment of clarity or yeah. a moment of... Um, you got a download, right? A download yeah. from the universe yeah. or from yeah. a source yes. or whatever you want to yeah. um, call it. But yeah. in my mind, yeah, it's the spirit. Like it's a connection to greater spirit that can give you these amazingly creative ideas. Yeah. Um, and it's just the courage to take them forward into the world and convince and tell people why they, uh, why we need to make them happen. And maybe even sometimes they go against insight and foresight. Right. And but maybe right. sometimes they, they align with it perfectly. Right. And so maybe yeah. save room for that, but also at the same time, how do we stay, keep our finger on the pulse? Right. Oh, yeah. True. Does yeah. the world need more scrunchies? Does it need yeah. more headbands? Or, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. what, which way, you know, what are, yeah. what are head trends going towards? Yeah. Right? Do we keep putting hoods on jackets? Yes. Right. Things yes. like that, which yeah. is fascinating that you get to be a part of that yeah, and, and listening and, and hearing that stuff. Yeah, it's definitely fun. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else that you want to share with listeners and viewers on the show today? I would just reinforce again in marketing, uh, in the work that we do, just to keep remembering to put the, the person first. Mm. Um, and look at sales numbers, mm. revenue targets, five-year goals, mm. all of that. And at the end of the day, a huge, huge portion of the success of those comes down to how much we can empathize mm -hmm. and understand and talk to people as, mm -hmm. as humans mm -hmm. um, and not just targets or mm -hmm. statistics yeah. or whatnot. So um, be curious, immerse yourself yeah. in the community, in culture, um, watch for those kids on the plane who can mm -hmm. teach you something and uh, and yeah, just ask ask a lot of questions. This is awesome. Thank you so much yeah, for being thank on the you. show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, hopefully you uh, can nurture your childlike wonder. Uh, this was a really inspiring and insightful conversation. Uh, we're going to have notes in there for other books and resources that you can check out. But thank you so much for joining us here on the Marketing Jam. And we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.